Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So it seems like a lot of people are up in arms over the Major League Baseball pitch clock, which to this point has shaved off 20 to 25 minutes per game in spring training. Now, that's also not a lot of guys who are out there right now, Foyer, who have skin in the game, so to speak. I think the managers are kind of letting all of this sort of happen without trying to over-control the game or anything like that. I think in the regular season, the level of engagement relative to the pitch clock should end up picking up to where we don't have a scenario like we had on Saturday where it's a tie ball game and the bases are loaded and, well, you end up having a third strike called because a batter isn't in the box quick enough. So <laughs> let's go to our friend, huh. Louis Marloni, okay. who was uh, on the call for uh, Nesson over the weekend. And this is the longer version of kind of, because you heard the sort of the short version of the, oh my God, what did they call? And you hear Lou doing his Jack Edwards cackle during it, <laughs> during the call. Well, this is the longer version of how everything unfolded. And, uh, Sort of the reactions of the announcers in real time. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow! This is mayhem! Oh! Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. Some boos ring out here in Northport, Florida. All right, so you got the clock up. Here it is. He did not get set. He was not alert. He thought that it was going his way. He thought it was ball four, game over. Instead, see that look in his eye. <laughs> I wasn't alert in time. And he's punched out. And that's it. The game's over. We got a tie. This is this is the best. I hope I hope they don't catch up to it. <laughs> oh, this is the best. And Lou is laughing because Lou's this cackle is, the, is pretty good. This is exactly that wouldn't drive you. I mean, it is it is an adjustment. There was there was a I wouldn't would you say there was a bunch of these over the weekend? 
A bunch is like, I mean, there was was enough to make it an issue, make it a topic. There were pitch clock violations over the whole weekend. Yeah. Nothing like this. Well, yes, you're right. This is the one that made people realize, oh, wait a minute. In the ninth inning of a game at home where my team is coming back. Yeah. And it's a two strike and my guy doesn't get into the box. And I lose. Yeah. I lose or I lose a playoff game or I lose a, a chance to advance into the play. Like, no way. And you know why those people were booing in the moment? Is because they didn't know the rule. No. And by the way, let's be real. Now, don't take your hands off the wheel if you're driving. But 37937, you can get in on the Twitch chat. That was the text line. 37937. Raise your hand if you knew that was part of the rule. Come on. How many people learned about the pitch clock rule? <laughs> I did. I didn't know either. As soon as I heard this, I was like, wait. What? And then you go in and you dig into the rule and you realize that the catcher should be set and then the batter's got to be set. Whenever we thought pitch clock in just our normal way of thinking, all you're doing is thinking about the pitcher. You're not thinking about the other part of it. Remember, we even asked Lou, it was like, is there any advantage to the batter whatsoever? And it was like, well, no, not really. It's more for the base stealer. We didn't even go over the scenario if the guy doesn't get into the box. Well, early it, it was it was funny because I I saw a bunch of batters. A Manny Machado was another guy who was getting credit for being the first guy to actually have a violation in spring training. So he just flat out said, "Listen, I'm probably going to start a lot of a lot of at bats oh one because I'm not ready." He admitted it. He's like, I mean, he was laughing, but he's somewhat serious because. Imagine all the all the batters who are going to start 0-1 just because they're just I do this I do that I got to fix my hat I got yeah, to I got to my I got to I got to fix my belt okay now wait wait what so I think it's I I, I love it I I love it and I, I don't even care if uh, you want it, chaos is that what you're rooting no, for no I want routine I want consistency and yes I want to hold you accountable get your ass in there let's go so I mean but I I do believe that a lot of people don't like it. I think it is a shock to the players just as much as it is a shock to the fans who are like, wait a second, I can't look at my phone. Oh, I was going to go run up real quick. I mean, this inning's over already? What happened? Like, all these guys, all these players are starting to say stuff that make you believe that, you know, maybe they feel like they should. it's too quick or they added too much time or they, they, they need to slow it down just a tad. Just a smidge is what is what a lot of people are saying. Because this was the rule. This was the weekend where, the, honestly, this was the weekend Major League Baseball needed something like this to happen to sort of get the other parts of the rule out of the way for fans to be able to digest. And even on the text, 37937, uh, are there no extra innings anymore? Why didn't it go to the 10th? Well, that's the spring training rule. But... Imagine if you're at home, you lead a furious comeback. It's tied at six, and you're in Fenway Park, and it's bases loaded, and the place is rocking, and somebody doesn't get into the batter box in time, and then there's strike three, and the rally's over, and then you're going to extra. So I saw this from – do you know – by any chance, do you know who Ryan Fitzgerald is for the Red Sox? He is a minor league pitcher, if I'm not mistaken, in the organization. Yeah, so he says – he tweeted this out on – what is it, Saturday? He said, we play with a pitch clock in in AAA for the 2020 season. He said, I never felt rushed, and I saw less than 10 violations over 150 games – Said after playing at today's game that ended in a tie, I've never felt more rushed to get in the box. The clock this year is not the same as last year. Is not the same as last year. The timing's the same. And then I mean, it says, for the record, I like the pitch clock. 
the one today felt fast for you. It felt fast for you. Right, felt but fast the clock, for him. The seconds are seconds. The clock time is the time. Lie. That's right. But yeah, it's like it's nothing's changing. It's all in your head. So the fact that this guy was like kind of like, hey, I used it. It felt fast. No, it's just it's just the adjustment that everybody if, is not really ready for. If anything, the ump went the other way when you saw the clock because it got down to five. Four and then he, he 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 honestly he gave the batter a couple of extra seconds to be able to try to get set up. Now here's a text in from the seven a one Fourier and do you agree with this? Says the best thing that happened was the umpire enforced the rule. It exposed the flaw. Is this a flaw in the rule to force the batter to get in the box? Well, that is true too. That's like an unintended consequence, which you think they're gonna probably gonna have to tighten up. But what do they but, do? Well, but that's the thing. How can they? To, to me, what it did was it didn't expose the flaw. It exposed the rest of the rule that none of us have thought about. But I don't necessarily know if it's flawed because you can't just look at the pitcher and say, no, 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 you got to be on the clock. But if this batter wants to dilly-dally around, then the umpire's got to either, like, call it, wave it off. You only get one timeout. I think the part of the rule that we were all lazy on, and I don't know about the whole exposing it, but still, it is the it's the other part of this rule, which is if you're going to speed up the game, the batter has to be a part of it as well. We just didn't read the whole damn thing. Okay, so to protect yourself from a violation. Not a pitcher what- is the Fitzgerald kid, by the way. He is a hitter, so my bad. Mm-hmm. I said pitcher, my apologies. The the to protect yourself from a violation. So they're saying that the catcher's got to be ready. You got to be ready. Well, if you're a batter and you get into the box and you're like looking, you're okay. As soon as he gets ready, I'm going to turn and then I'm going to be ready. Well, you got to be you got to be you got to be ready at eight seconds. The cat. See, that's the you thing. can't wait on the catcher. You said it earlier. You have to ignore the catcher. Yeah, ignore him. Here's a quote. That was in Sports Illustrated on February 24th, the day before this whole thing went down with the uh, with the Braves and the Red Sox. This is Braves manager Brian Snitker. Here's the quote that was in SI. The batter's box thing might be a bigger issue than the pitcher's thing. Guys are so used to stepping out, fixing their gloves, everything like that. And that's why I think it looked, it felt really fast because, okay, you take a swing, you step out, deep breath, okay, you get back in. Now, you may be in the batter's box, but you're not, like, physically paying it. You're not paying attention. You're not alert is what they use. You're not Mm -hmm. really paying attention. And sure enough, like, you get rung up because the pitcher's ready to go. Now you're slowing everything down. So, bam, there you go. There's a strike, okay, because you weren't paying attention. Okay, now I'm angry. Now I'm pissed. And now I run in there quick, and then I'm not ready. Now I strike out any because I'm already angry. That, to me – as a hitter, I just would disregard the catcher altogether. I wouldn't care what he was doing. I would just get in the box, and I would be ready to go. Because that, that mean, the other part about it is, do you like seeing the clock as a viewer? Hmm. So there's a couple different ways. Like I've seen a couple different stadiums and a couple different you know regional broadcasters, networks, regional uh, RSNs do it differently. Nesson, on that one play – you couldn't really even tell what was going on because they did not have the clock in like uh, within the screenshot of what you're looking at from behind the picture. Like there were some well, that I saw saw where the clock was right there on the left hand side. Too. So it was real easy to see. Yeah, big I, red numbers. Well, yeah, because I I want to see the clock. 
So I you need, know, and, uh, yeah, I definitely the, want because in the NFL. You re- you recognize okay when the when the play clock is going what does it start what does it turn red at ten seconds left I think it turns red, and then it, and then as a viewer you can recognize that uh oh this guy's this quarterback is in trouble because the the play clock is is in red now now he's got to hurry up and sprint now you're more engaged to, uh, of seeing something bad happening yep and that's what I think Nesson is doing for theirs like if, like their broadcast it'll be in red bottom left or wherever. And you will be able to see it in real time. So uh, this is a little ditty just on how it's kind of – this is just a, sort of a basic rundown of the pitch clock rule for those who need a, a, a description. The aims to speed the pace of play by eliminating downtime between pitches. Players will have 30 seconds to resume play between batters. Between pitches, pitchers have 15 seconds with nobody on and 20 seconds if there's a base runner. The pitcher must start his delivery before the clock expires. After a pitch, the clock starts again when the pitcher has the ball back. The catcher and batter are in the circle around home plate, and the play is otherwise ready to resume. Batters must be in the box and alert to the pitchers with at least eight seconds on the clock. So if the catcher... So in the way, so the catcher has nothing to do with it. The, the catcher has to be in where he's supposed to be. But there is the if you're a batter, you're used to the catcher being crouched down, and that's the position in which you would then be ready to think the pitch is going to come. When the catcher is standing up, while the catcher can do that, I don't know if these are the days of you know Tony Pena and Manny Sangi and Google them kids. In terms of up, down, all around, and the way they're positioned behind home plate, it is the is the catcher there. So if you're the batter, there is that sort of psychological, hey, I've played the game for 30 years of my life, and the catcher is normally crouched down ready to go. Or if there's a runner on, maybe they kind of have that sort of up on their feet yeah. stance so that they can turn to try to get the ball out quick. So to the letter of the rule, the catcher has to be in a certain spot, but if you played the game forever, you're used to, all right, when I'm getting my ass, the catcher is normally down crouching, giving signals. And yeah, so if that guy is standing at eight seconds and you're still interpreting the rule in your head and it's the first time, you could be duped by the catcher standing up at that point. The catcher's where he needs to be, but from an actual baseball playing standpoint, that guy standing up could make you say, well, they ain't ready anyway. Well, that's my point. To the thing, so right? that's that's almost so like a that's trick. Why the catcher kind of matters, and this needed to sort of be dealt with. Yeah. Well, so the managers he, could he, say, he, "Don't fall he, for but it." But he doesn't, though, because it's a trick. Because if I'm a, maybe I'm right. a, maybe I'm a last second guy when I catch. Maybe my knees bug me, so I don't want to be in a crouch position mm-hmm. the entire 15, 20 seconds. I'm going to wait to the last minute, right before I think he's going to pitch. So disregard what I'm doing. Don't pay attention to what I'm doing. You just you just have to be ready and alert with eight seconds. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what's going on. But you're right though. They they have been so conditioned. To, like, the mechanics of it. Okay, I'm ready. I'm in the box, but he's still farting around. All right, now he's down. Now I'm alert. Yep. Doesn't matter anymore. I get ready. I get my batter stance. I let sure the the, the pitcher knows I'm ready to go. And there, therefore, I won't get a violation. They will only get away with this during spring training. Mm-hmm. They won't get away with this in the regular season. Oh, no. It's every all manager, work itself out. Yeah. I mean, every manager will say, listen, don't be an idiot. Because imagine if you, when the regular season starts and you get rung up, and your excuse is, well, the catcher wasn't ready. 
Well, you dope. That's not the rules anymore. Right. You can't use it as an excuse. Well, I wasn't ready. I didn't know. You can't use it anymore. You can't be the dope that doesn't know the rules. But the smart catchers and the pitchers, a little, little, however they want to be clever and try to trick you, they could bait you into some stupid decisions. They could easily do it. And that's why I love it. I think this this is the best thing that's happened to baseball in years. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. So the people who are telling and tweeting about speed it up, uh, speed it up, and now don't like it because they feel rushed, they're not they, – no, this is going to be fabulous. If you go back – and I'm not one to go back and watch old baseball, but if you go pull up a game from, say, 1960 – Go watch that game and see, boom, pitch, nap, back to the guy, on the bump, boom, go. The pace of the game, the way it used to be when grandfathers would tell you, oh, the game was great, that game moved. I would think that even though they've had to put this rule in place, that if you're a traditionalist and you want the game to move, this is making it happen. And we even have a texter who say, do we really think that making a game three hours to two hours and 35 minutes are going to bring in more new fans than the fans they may lose by putting in illegal defenses, pizza boxes as bases, only two pickoff throws, da da da. Yes, it's a massive deal because you know why? Because the people that would be drawn to watching a baseball game because it's two hours and 30 minutes don't really get the excruciating minutiae that would have come with a three hour and 45 minute mm-hmm. game to begin with. But I do think that, and okay, so, so the, so the, the, the critic who says, hey, you know, this isn't going to make me watch just because you shaved a half an hour off. That's that's just like a byproduct of it. Like That's the benefit of it. The real thing is that's new philosophy. It's a quicker pace. Like, things happen faster. Guys got to be more prepared. They got to be ready. Like, you may get more offense. Who the hell knows? There may be better strategy. I think it's, I think it's great. It really forces you to pay attention. Like, when, when these games are on, I could like leave, go to the bathroom, a long session in the bathroom, come back, and the same guy's batting. The same dude is like it's the same inning. Now and nothing has happened. It is great. I think it's fabulous. And and you know, even like um, Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter, manager of the Mets, he was saying That's the uh, Star Wars character, Buck Showalter. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. He is the uh he the, his comment was you better have a good bat boy. <laughs> You better have a good bat boy. Those guys are going to matter. Those guys now. are yeah. actually going to matter now. You got to get hey, get off your butt. You know, just hang out there. Get the guy. Give him his stuff and and get him ready to go. No, I do think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great. I think if you don't like this rule, you are just you are just stuck in in the old ways. And I would say if you're stuck in the old ways, go back to Major League Baseball. To your point, released a, a tweet, and it said back in 1970. The average time of a baseball game was around two hours and 30 minutes. Right. So to your guy, hey, I'm stuck in my ways. I'm an old timer. This is the way it was. This is the way it was. Right. It was this way. We've it was gone. better this way. We, we we have. It just stinks, I think, for some. The rule has to be the reason why. And that it just I can't think it's be great. Thank God. Gresh. No, they, you're right. They, they refused to change their rules. And, the, and my belief is the reason they refused to change their rules is because the baseball writers of America romanticized the records. They romanticized, like, you know, everything that involved baseball they as only- opposed to football who said, we just want to put a good product on there. We don't give a crap about the past and whose record is being broken easily. Who gives a crap? They used to take greenies back then. Then they were on Let them steroids. Do that. And it's like, okay, that's what they were. Tra- that's the part of the game they were trying to, like, hold up and save. 
And now, look, baseball's had to take it into their own hands. And look, there are a bunch of Major League Baseball teams that are tied into the Bally's Regional Sports Networks that were just bought by Sinclair Broadcasting that are basically collapsing inside themselves. So Major League Baseball is going to have a bunch of local teams whose product might be up for bid And what better way to be able to try to make yourself more attractive potentially to new television by saying, hey, we think we got a way to keep these games manageable and reasonable so that it's worth for you paying for and it doesn't completely wreck your television schedule for the day. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So lots of Bruins news to start today. Taylor Hall injured. Tyler Bertuzzi in on a trade that went down, uh, what, about an hour ago. And David Pasternak has signed for eight years and $90 million. Pretty interesting tweet at NHL Bruins that they put out there that you can see up on our Twitch chat. Don't forget you can listen to this show by asking your smart speaker to play 93.7 FM WEEI. Uh, I don't think this was, I do not think this was, hey, we got to react to other teams' trades. To me, this is much more about, nah. Maybe Taylor Hall is down for a longer period of time. Uh, and let's go to John in Rhode Island with Gresh and Fourier. 
who's over the moon right. because because well, money was spent, so it must be a good day in John's world. Crash, it's Christmas all over again. You're saying in one calendar year I get Devers and Pasternak signed? I, I couldn't be more thrilled. You know, just when, when we were at the bleakest moment of sports in Boston sports, you know, Xander left, the Patriots are the Patriots right now, <laughs> the Celtics lost the finals. We have, we have rejuvenated life. And can I just make a point on the Bruins too? Sure. Um, I I think I think that the Taylor Hall thing. I think they're trying to do what Tampa Bay did a couple of years ago by like skewing the salary cap, bringing the guy back like for playoffs. I I I am over the moon, Gresh. I I'm gonna celebrate. Uh, blunts on me tonight. Oh wow, wow geez, oh, look at that! Oh, there you there go. We go. Uh, Give him his space. Now, again, this is one of those, and you jokingly said the Rams. Yeah. You're 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 not that wacky, but you're getting there. Both ones and both twos have been traded. And now, I think because of the draft pick compensation that the Bruins have given up, I know there's a lot of the, well, you got to win it now and – Hey, there was that sense of urgency here anyway because of Krejci and and uh, and Bergeron and uh, and Marshan and you know you kind of had the group together for one more run. Well, now with the investment that the organization has made, and this is where I got to give the Bruins some credit because if you're David Krejci and you're Patrice Bergeron and you're playing for a million bucks, you know you are woefully underpaid. So what does the organization do to validate your faith in them to come back so, for a little so the, money so they, to fit so under they the owed cap? It to them. In a way, they did. Now, two years from now, they might be up against the cap with no draft picks, hoping the guys in Providence, the people aren't crazy about are coming up. But I guess in terms of the short-term run, hey, we got our chance right now. I think it's a little different. Like, the Rams used it as a strategy to try to build their football team twice. Because remember, they did it once, only went so far. and well, they then, went to the Super Bowl, lost. And then doubled down to do it a, a, a different yeah, way. And then two years later, they won working for them. Now we see they've handed over a top six pick in the draft. And... Now they've got a lot of questions compared to answers, but they can hold up. They, you know, well, hey, they put up a, they put, but this is different. To me, the Rams did it as a philosophy. Well, this, a short term philosophy, well, not an over, because you can't have it as a philosophy long term. Well, it's a window centric philosophy. But I think the want to from the Rams came from the mind of the general manager. This, while yes, Don Sweeney has to go make those moves. It's protecting their ability to win a cup, but also, you know, it's the kind of things that you do when you have guys with letters on their sweaters who are playing for little money. Well, I will ask you this because, you know, with that idea of the Rams philosophy and the fact that the Bruins aren't going to have a draft pick, a first-round draft pick, until 2025, and they don't even have a two. So they don't have a second-round pick for the next three years, not until 2026 do they have a second-rounder, but they won't have a first-round pick till 2025. Do you care, and does it matter? Because there is there is a there is a shrapnel effect to this when it comes to overall team building, development, future stars, fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? Does it even matter, and do you care? I think it's, that would be my question to you when you look at this, because I think people a lot of times they go, "I don't mortgage the future." No, like Danny Ainge used to hoard his picks. 
He used to hoard them. He used to protect them. He didn't want to use them until the until the right opportunity came by, and he hit on almost everything that he did, mm-hmm. especially with the Jays and Smart, starting with Marcus Smart. He can throw Terry Rozier in there if you really want to. And he ended it, up being a good pro. When at the time when you flipped what was, I think, the eighth pick in the draft and you ended up with Kyrie, you thought it was great value until you got under the hood and realized yeah, so who Kyrie was. My answer is, no, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm all for the now. Here's the now. We will we will work with the now, with the circumstances now, understanding that eventually there is going to be like a, a wasteland effect. There is going to be, okay, hold on while we do it again. The the, the the New Orleans Saints had a version of this. Oh, the New Orleans you know, Saints and they've have com- been, and they have not been able to recover. No, the, the New Orleans Saints have been chasing their tail on the cap for years, which is why they can never go get a good quarterback, and hence they haven't been good in a while. You know, they're one of those cautionary tales in the NFL when you screw up your cap so bad that you have a hard time cutting players, <laughs> you have you have really done something amazing in that world where there are different ways to be able to work around it. But in the NHL, the only way you can really work around it is, yes, you have these players signed, and some of them will be on long-term injured reserve, but whenever they come back, then you got the problem. And the Bruins dealt with that earlier this year. Nowhere near it like a Tampa Bay level or anything like that. I... Am comfortable. I am normally not well, unless you're getting like a planet player, right? Like I would have been all in for Devonte Adams for a one and a two because that's one of the top three wide receivers in the game, right? Here it is. Oh, you gave up a one for Bertuzzi, but it's a little different. And I can't not think that in the mind of Don Sweeney, there is that validation of, yep, we're going to do this and we're going to sacrifice. Because Patrice and Krejci sacrificed as well. That's got to be a part of this. The great Maria in Watertown to talk hockey regression Fourier. Hi, Maria. Hello, gentlemen. Christian, Hello. I have a very simple answer to your question. All right. I don't give a hoot about draft <laughs> picks right now. Nada. Good. Bupkis, honey boo boo. If Don Sweeney is choosing to go all in now, while also rebuilding this team for the future with proven NHL talent, I am good with that strategy because we all have talked ad nauseum about the draft history of this team. So let's try a different strategy. You're going all in. Don Sweeney, I would love to buy you a bottle of champagne and send you a box of chocolates, my friend. So Um, so here's the deal. Thank you, Maria. And so, I mean – this is the last year of his Thank contract. Thank you, Maria. He's a, we he's love a, Maria. He's he is a unrestricted free agent once the season is over. Well, there so are that's the, it. So well, he's, he's this. Is, so it's whether. So you're giving him a first round pick for a guy that is basically a rental till June, unless you can resign him. So a couple of people are saying that uh, the the Pasternak signing might lead to Bertuzzi coming back. Right. So the 401 says maybe Bertuzzi move is a future move. Bergeron retires, Krejci retires, this guy steps in, get pasta confidence, the team stays good beyond the year. So Bertuzzi leads to signing pasta. So it wasn't so much of the the money element, but more of the, hey, it's not going to be a barren existence, let's say, uh, if uh, Bergie and Krejci walk out the door. Well, I would agree with you. You're going to say, uh, let me try this out real quick. Orlov in real as well, time. by the way, because Orlov Give would be a free me agent. The three mo- uh, most important positions uh, on a football field: 
on a football field. Yeah, start with that, so I can so I can just work with me with this one. Quarterback. Yep. Um, I'll just go stud defender. It can be a corner, a middle linebacker, but or I would a say D corner. Tackle. I would say corner. All right, corner. Okay, I lean that way. And uh, left tackles yeah, get okay. paid a lot of money. Yeah. So give now, give me the three most important people on a um on a hockey team. Give me a great scorer, which you, you got have it. In you have it. Give me great goaltending. You got it. And then uh, I would, and then I would say have the one real good puck moving tough defenseman. You have that. They have two of them. Okay, so when we think about like this mortgaging the future and what the future is going to, it's they have the three of the most important positions already locked up. Mm-hmm. They already have like they they have done what most teams have been trying to do, just like on a football field when you try to find that quarterback, that left tackle, that lockdown defender, call it a corner. You already have it. Build around those guys. You'll always be competitive. Now, maybe you won't win a cup, but if you can lock up those three positions, those three, like, you know, situations, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Personally. Now, again, you are not. You may not be as stacked and loaded and depth-wise as you are right now, but at least you could say, wait, when other, when other players are looking for a landing spot or a free agent opportunity, they can say, well, hey, you can play with pasta. We have a great goalie. We have a great coach, <clears throat> and everything's set. I think, too, there's a real attachment to this team for especially the diehard Bruin fan because of Bergeron and Krejci. And it almost feels like this is the end of the road. You know, for as much as I would love Patrice and Krejci to come back, those guys are playing for no money. And if they get to the end line and they get to raise a cup, and they decide to walk away, my God, what a, you know, 11, 12-year period. If you start from 2010, 2011, all the way through, my God, actually, what more, it'd be 12, 13-year period. And I know that Bergeron's been here longer and all that kind of stuff. But what a fitting way to end. And Don Sweeney is making sure that Jim Montgomery has everything they can to end it the right way. And... That's why I think we would look back two years from now, and if it's the, well, where's the young guys? Or how do you improve this team? People will be able to put it into context, I think, in part, because of those two guys and the attachment that we all have to them and the appreciation, I think, that there is for both of those players. To know that the Bruins really went after it because those guys sacrificed now, look, Tom Brady sacrificed for years. Tom Brady still made a hell of a lot of money. He sacrificed at like $18 million. Exactly. When I think about the, Bergeron getting his check, yeah, he, his bi-weekly check, and he, it's like, listen, I know it's it's a different world, people, no, so relax, all but right? But it's insane but when you in think about it. But in comparison, that is the unique aspect of this team, which, is, which, is, which I, I think we've talked about. But the fact that they're willing to take such a massive, massive pay cut and be such a, a high-level player at that point, at, no at his age, off. no drop-off, no. and yet you're still getting the minutes and the production and leadership, and you're only paying them a million dollars. I mean, it's, unbel- it's unheard of, really. Because I would say, yeah, I'll take a haircut, but listen, leave a little something for the missus to nope. kind of gander at. Those, those guys knew what they were walking into, and it is part of the reason why this team has been great this year. It really has been. So there can be the argument made that there are enough free agents that Don Sweeney can quote-unquote figure it out because they've already got McAvoy and Hamper and now with yeah. the extension to Pasternak and all that. 
but the money is going to run it. It's not like there are high-dollar players that are necessarily leaving this roster. There are still some choices to be made. But if we just live as prisoners of the moment and just live in this moment right now, I got to give it to Don Sweeney for going out and finding a piece that while the numbers aren't great this year, traditionally this is a top six player in Bertuzzi that they're bringing in. And even if Taylor Hall is out, it still feels like they would have the ability to survive. And the Rangers, the Rangers have to win two rounds unless they're a wild card. Rangers are going to have to win two rounds on their own before the Bruins are going to see them. And actually, the Bruins are going to have a tough road just to be able to get to an Eastern Conference final. So anyway, I, I'm, I, I, this, is, this is what a general manager needs to do when the guy that wears the C on the sweater makes about a half a million dollars take home. You owe it to him. You do. Yeah, you kind of feel like you owe it to him. You do. And he's like, yeah, what are we doing? And you know what? And this isn't you owe it to the fans. I don't see it that way. I don't. Because if if Don Sweeney didn't do anything, he could just be like, hey, listen, I've done everything I can. I pushed the chips to the center of the table. I got these guys to come back. However, they had to talk him into it. Pasta's now signed. Don Sweeney could have been like, listen, I've done. Now, I would say, now yeah. Now you I mean, guys go win. And instead he went over the top. And now if you're waking up and you're Patrice Bergeron and uh, and David Krejci this morning, you know this organization has your back. You know they went. Face. Yeah. And it's a it's another new guy to be able to blend in. But it seems like Orlov and Hathaway have fit in right away. I have no reason to think that for a short run here, Bertuzzi's not going to fit in. 617-779-7937. Uh, Garrett Richards' jacket in the uh, Twitch chat. Here's, uh, here's uh, Garrett negative. Bruins fans are delusional right now because of all the great play this season. The sa- <laughs> he meant to say the sand. Uh, he said the sand glass is running out. The sand is running out of the hourglass is, uh, is definitely what he, uh, what he tried to say. How about this one? Uh, the bottom line is they better win it all this year or it is a total failure. Well, you so know that's, what? That's what's next. So now, that's what's next. and I know that narrative has been brought up and there was, I think we knew going in the level of engagement was, boy, they better, they better, better have a hell of a run. And I think for some fans, you would have been disappointed if they lost in a cup final, but if it all ended up with them going to a Stanley Cup final and then, say, losing a tough series in seven or whatever, I would like to think that people still would have been able to kind of put that into context. But now, no ones and no twos in terms of the draft for the next two years went and made moves. This is the time. And if there isn't – there's nothing else that can energize this group than, to me, what we've heard about the last two hours – Hall's going to be down. Great. Let's go make a trade and find what we think could be a high-end replacement. And, oh, by the way, let's sign Pasta long-term. Now it's all downhill from here. At least it feels like it for you. Eh? All downhill from here at this point. Yeah. Can you get – I know we'll say some it's all up. I think you're already up. It's all – can you get to the bottom? Can you get to the duck boats? Can you get to the parade where maybe you're uh, maybe you're sharing duck boats with the Celtics? 
How about that? Wouldn't that be something? A double double day parade. Let's do both at the same time. I mean, it would Call be. Call it an that would be insane. It would be insane. Somebody would get mad. I would think that uh, the NBA guys well, they, might and, not and love it's it. It's not like it's Duck cheap. Boats. It's not like it's cheap either. I mean, right? It's like throwing a parade. It's not. I mean, we're actually, in the end, we're paying for it. I love the photo that we have up on Twitch right now of uh, Pasternak. I mean, that is pretty badass right there. Yeah. Comes from a BR open ice. And the, the shades working. Chris, you're outside as well. I appreciate he throws the uh, the hat on. He's not he's not like hockey hardo. Nah. Well, I my, mean, let the my ears fall off, even the, though it's twelve degrees. Outside. The other thing is, like, uh, I mean, he is a perfect Bruin. I mean, I I kind of hate getting into that whole. Oh, you know, he fits the city. Well, I mean, most guys tend to fit the city. I think Pasternak would be welcome and fit any city based on his personality. He's just unique that way. Christian, it's hard for me to think that if you're an NHL player, how this market doesn't fit almost every NHLer. Because to me, it's the, oh, you don't want to be here? Why? Because you can't handle it? Because people pay attention? Because people talk about it? Okay, those people need to go anyway. But it's not but like the way a, people deal with the Red Sox. Though. No, no, but let's be real. Let's uh, And again, I know I'm harping on Krejci and Bergeron, but again, let's go back to that. If this organization and city didn't react to hockey the way they did, those guys wouldn't have personally sacrificed to come back. They both had great careers. They had no reason to come back. Plenty of money in the bank. Bergeron's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm not going to sit here and get into that with Krejci or whatever, but I know that Bergeron's going to be one of those dudes that will eventually be enshrined in Toronto. But a part of the reason those guys came back for, I mean, what is bargain basement dough, really, is in part because of the organization and the city. People here are going to remember. To me, Christian, if we're remembering back in the 2011 Cup Finals with, of all people, a guy like Soupy Campbell <laughs> because he got his leg broken blocking a shot, and that's one of the dudes who's gone down as a legendary Bruin. It goes to show the thoughts of the fan base and imagine what it is being like one of those studs like a Patrice Bergeron. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Well, we know the flow of draft picks from the Bruins are going out, but players are coming in all to try to win a Stanley Cup. We got a lot to break down with our friend Andrew Raycroft. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Nothing going on. What are we going to talk about? What a morning. Holy smokes. This is something else. Well, let's start with the trade of Tyler Bertuzzi. He is in for a uh, top 10 protected first round pick in 2024. Uh, a fifth-round pick down the road, great. It's a fifth-rounder, whatever. But it's twofold. Number one, the aggressiveness to go get Bertuzzi, Razor, but also the need to go get Bertuzzi in terms of Taylor Hall. What do you make of the whole situation? Well, it's an amazing pickup. I, my phone's been blowing off the hook here since the deal, just talking about how great of a player this guy is and, and what a steal it is for the Bruins to be able to get him. Certainly not an ideal situation with, with Taylor Hall going on LTIR, uh, but, but certainly fortunate for the Bruins that it happened this week and not two weeks from now where they can readjust and, and have the, the flexibility to go out and get a guy who scored 30 goals last season in the National Hockey League and just add more depth to this forward group. There you go. The, the red button that says on is usually when I'm allowed to speak and it goes, yeah, yeah, I just figured that out. That's what that red button's for. Mm. So, so obviously you, you add uh, Orlov and Hathaway, what was it last week? And now you add Pertuzzi. Like what's like, what does it feel like the disruption of the lines and the, you know, the roster as far as playing time? Like how do guys, how are guys adjusting and how do you see this all playing out in the end? Is this something find a spot, leave them there? or continually rotate and play with the lineup to, to, to pending uh, matchups? Well, up front with, with the injuries to Felino and Hall, that, that allows not much of a rotation. You're going to plug Bertuzzi in, you're going to plug Hathaway in, and those fill those two spots. On the back end, we've already saw the last three games where there's a rotation in place. That's been communicated, that's been explained, and it seems as though that is the expectation set and the guys will be okay with that. Everyone's going to get their minutes where the Bruins are. There's so many games, three and four, six and eights, that the rest is going to be a benefit to every. Hmm. In any ways, and you know, you're going to need everybody. Razor Taylor Hall goes on long-term IR. Like you mentioned, I know it does free up cap space, but should we – are we kind of crossing our fingers and hoping this guy might be able to get back, or should we expect that Taylor Hall will not be a part of a playoff run? Oh, no, I, I expect him to be part of a playoff run. No no question about that. I, I, I haven't heard anything otherwise. I've heard that anytime a player goes home from a road trip, and we talked about it 
on nets than the other. Now, it's not ideal, and they say he might be back, but, but you usually expect that to be a little bit longer, but I haven't heard anything contrary to him being back, at least for the playoffs. And that's and that uh that's retroactive. Is that the way it works in in the NHL as far as um how long he's supposed to be required to be out? They can retro. I mean, it'll be backlogs maybe hmm. games and or thirty days. So so again, you're not going to expect to see Taylor Hall at least until April. Andrew Raycroft of WEI and Nesson here with Gresh and Foyer talking hockey. He will be in for an hour tomorrow to take mm. all of your hockey questions. Uh, it'll be with uh, Lou and Christian and an hour of Raycroft. How about that? Uh, so That's Ray's, a smart group right there. It mm-hmm. is. A real smart, intelligent it, group. That is, I'll tell you, that will be something. I, I The, the goal focus, is three professional athletes. Oh, what are you talking about? There's no head trauma for many of us. <laughs> no, I never got in the head at all. Never, Lou never got no. hit in the head, right? No. No, he actually. Uh, baseball guys, no way. Well, he did. He actually took one to the noggin. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, and he also got his neck broke yeah. because Pedro Martinez <laughs> ran backwards and left Lou to have to tackle a guy charging in. But uh, nevertheless, we're. The show. Uh, so Razor, uh, they finally get the deal done with David Pasternak. It's nice to get the certainty. Eleven point two five million uh, per year on average. Really, it was more about when than if, right? That was always my sense. Yes. Uh, again, the the every day that it doesn't happen, every, you know, you can build your anxiety up a little bit more. But but no, I never ever got the sense that it wasn't going to get done. David's happy here. The Bruins obviously love him, and and it's a it's a great deal for everyone. I I know. I talked a little bit about how guys a few months ago, guys really look at career earnings and what their number is at the end of the day and not necessarily what they make on a year-to-year basis. And, and I think we see that David likes clean numbers. He signed for $40 million last time, $90 million this time, and now he's a uh, he's $130 million uh, generational wealth type guy. So does it, does it concern you at all? that the the Bruins don't have a draft pick, a first-round draft pick for the next two years now? And this guy, nope. this new guy, Bertuzzi, he's, his contract is up, unrestricted free agent as soon as the season is over. Yeah. First-round conditional pick because Detroit retained 50% of the salary. That That's why that, that got bumped to a first round. Okay. Uh, but, no, I, I'm not concerned with 30 picks, 30th overall picks in the NHL. I the, the general manager, Julian Brisewell of Tampa Bay, had a great comment after unloading a bunch of draft picks just a few days ago and talked about he's a custodian of this group now. A 2025 first-round pick isn't going to help Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci. You're not going to see that guy till 2027, 2028 at best, if at all. So, so no, I, I'm not a draft pick guy. I've said it before, and, and I'm more than happy to see those draft picks fly out the window. You can build a roster different ways going forward. Razor, I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, Bertuzzi last year compared to this year. It might not be the same guy, all that kind of stuff. And But you trade away the picks and you make the moves now in part, I think to also kind of respect the sacrifice that Krejci and Bergeron have made salary-wise to be a part of this team. And I'm curious from you, how much of this is 
respecting those guys, the injury to Hall, making sure you can get all the way to that cup final and have a chance to win it. But, Razor, is there any of this that is really rooted in, well, look at what New York did, look at what Toronto did, we have to come back over the top and make another answer? Or is it kind of all of the above in terms of why Don Sweeney would do something like this? I think I, I lean more all of the above. I, I think when you look at what this Bruins team's done to this point without those guys, you have to go for it. When you have Brad Mar- or Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, you have to go for it. And then, of course, the arms race and what is in the Eastern Conference. The one thing with that is you're not going to see the New York Rangers until the third round minimum. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, you're not going to Directly, I think it's more of uh, the Tampa Bay's and the Toronto's of the world looking at each other. How do we beat this team out? For the Bruins, they're not going to know their first round matchup nor their second round. So I for the historic team that they have now, and for the leadership and, and the respect they have for them. Are you driving right now? Yes, I am driving right now. So I had unfortunately had to head back to Canada. Uh, uh, yesterday, I've that's done, what it is. I've done a two seven-hour drives in back-to-back days, and I can honestly tell you, I haven't driven that safely here in upstate New York this morning. Oh, okay, all right, because the, the cell phone is in and out at best. But I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to put you in a good mood. Actually, I'm going to, I want to, I want to get the, uh, I'm going to get your mood. When uh, Linus Olmark had that, uh, that, that goal, um, was your emotion more jealousy or excitement for him? My initial was I jumped out of my seat and cheered like uh, a 10-year-old fan. And then as I continually thought about it and as I've been asked if I ever scored a goalie goal, I'm extremely jealous uh, <laughs> at this point. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from excitement to absolute jealousy. Yeah, and what does it mean for the rest of the goalies in the NHL moving forward as far as – it's like did, some, did Linus just break a code as far as, you know, how it can be done and when it can be done? Nah, not really. I, I mean, it just doesn't happen often. I think as we go forward, the way the league has has become more fun and not as strict and coaches have allowed players to, to take a lot more risk, I think we see goalies do it more often. But, but I still stick with the, had the Bruins not been 45-8-5 and five and instead battling for a wild card spot, I don't think you see Linus go out there in a 2-1 game and rip it down the ice with three guys closing in on him. Razor, I know the Greg Hill Show talked to uh, Mike Milbury earlier today, and they asked him this question. I'm curious for your thoughts. Six weeks to go here, or about six weeks to go, Linus has played a lot. How would you handle the playing of the goaltenders here for the rest of the season to ramp up for the postseason? I think we see rotation. At least you might see some matchup games. When, when the back-to-backs really show at the end of March and April. But, but I can't imagine a situation where Jeremy Swayman's not playing two out of every five games minimum. So uh, the last one for me is uh, the we kind of touched on it early on in, in the interview, but Orlov and Hathaway, better than you thought based on, when, based on the small sample size of them playing? No, they're, they're perfect fits. Dmitry Orlov played 24 minutes a night winning a Stanley Cup in Washington. He's a legit defenseman, so, and he can shoot the puck. We saw that in Calgary the other night, so I'm not surprised by that. And Hathaway, 
understands his role as well as anyone in the NHL, plays a real north-south game, and, and again, really understands what his role is and how he stays in the NHL. So, uh, again, they were great fits, what the Bruins need, and, and no, I'm not surprised that they'll continue to have impact on this group. All right, we're going to skip the tickle trunk question this week only because there was so much breaking news, and I do have to ask you this. Of all of the Canadian cities to choose to spend the night in after a game, <laughs> would Calgary be your pick? No, I'm all I, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary. So they're number four on the on the not on the out of four out of seven. So bad, I guess. So basically, you have veteran Bruins players who are like, you know what? It's a long ass flight, and yes, even though we're stuck in Calgary after that game, I will right, we'll spend the night there, and then we'll fly home. Does that set up, Razor, tonight the scheduled loss you have taught us first game out of a road trip, although the Bruins did handle it a little differently by spending the night in Calgary. Buffalo's played great, but is tonight the night that if the Bruins are going to have a scheduled loss, this would be it considering they're coming off the road? It's a tough game tonight just with that road, even though the sleep doctors, they get some sleep and they stay in Calgary, but they fly all day yesterday. I think all of the news today gives them more excitement, more of a a bump than what you would typically have in this game. But with Buffalo fighting for a playoff spot, this is, it's going to be a fast game. It's going to be a tough game. And it could be one where the Bruins look a little sluggish. Don't forget, this is six and eight games, six games in eight days for them as well. So it could be a little bit of a fatigue game, but I think, because of the news today with the past signing, he'll be flying with the trade of Bertuzzi. I think you do get a bit more of a bump than you generally would. Razor, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry I had to head back up north. Travel safe. We'll catch you, uh, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. With, tomorrow with Fourier and uh, Merloni, and oh. uh, I'll talk to you next week. Just, just hold on. It's going to be a little bumpy ride there. Oh, I can't wait to see you in studio, Christian. Sorry about the service, guys. That's it's all right, buddy. good, brother. Just want to Thank make sure you. everybody knows we, that was the reason. We uh, we appreciate you. There goes our friend Andrew Raycroft, who is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. He will be here in studio tomorrow. Maybe Garrett Richards' jacket will uh, jump in off of the Twitch chat and actually like call in for some of the stuff he's putting in the Twitch chat. The throat oh, razor. one of those uh, one of those Twitch chat hardos. Actually, well, maybe he's a good listener. Garrett Richards' okay. jacket, good listener, good contributor. Uh, uh, basically saying that the Bruins are porked. Really? Yeah. Based uh, on what? Him. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that's it. Just, that's it. His own opinion. His thoughts. No, that's no, it. no real facts or yeah, no, you know, information. They don't have any draft picks. They uh, yeah. didn't get any impact player for the draft picks, all that kind of stuff. I, I tell you what, you the go. line that I like and I think is true, you know, be the custodian of this group. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.